This is Dance Talk Radio, sponsored by PhiladelphiaDance.org, your one-stop spot for everything dance in Philadelphia. I am your host, Charles Tyson Jr., and I am thrilled and delighted with today's guest. She is a prolific choreographer. She is a great friend. She is the artistic director of Sharp Dance Company. Diane Sharp is in the building. Hey, lady. (laughs) Hey, how you doing? So glad to be here. Good to see you. It's been so long. Oh, COVID crazy. I know it. Chaw, chaw, chaw. It's been been a lot for all of us. (sighs) So what you been up to? What's new? Um, you know, busy keeping the company moving forward, hired some new people. Uh, I saw. Yeah, acquired a new agent. Um, so uh, added some people to my board, you know, keeping it moving during COVID. We just kept it going best we could. Okay, big girl hat. Yeah, getting like a new website and all kind of good stuff. You are doing all the things. Okay. Taking the time to polish the edges. I yes. see you. I yes. see you. But so, we're very happy to be dancing again all together. I, I know without that's a mask. Right. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're gonna talk about the show that you have coming up uh soon. But I wanna talk to you because I haven't talked to you in so oh long. Oh my god, I know it, darling. Tell my me. My goodness. For one thing, <laughs> I saw I was I was looking through some stuff. And I saw that Sharp is 15 years old. Yes. Do you believe Um, that? It is um, crazy. You know, you presented us first in Philadelphia in the ETC series. Oh, that's right. Do you know that? You were the first one to present us here. And that was like a really long, long time ago. It was, that was when uh, we were still in the big studio at the University City Arts League. Yes, I did Women's Story and it was yes. my first time in Philly performing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, now I feel, because um, <laughs> that was 15 years ago and um, it doesn't feel like it was that long. Yeah. We're <laughs> old, is, baby. We're old. I'm fly so fast. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> That's right. You were one of the first uh etc. artists. I think that was like the second show ever. I think I literally think it was because you and I were like talking and you were like, Do you want to present here? And I was like, Yes. And it was great. It was great. We were so excited. I can't believe that piece is that old, too. That's so funny. Right? Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. And Sharp has come a long <laughs> way. <laughs> it's been a big trip up a big hill, but we're uh, there. <laughs> it sounds like you are doing something involving the arts. <laughs> a big hill. <laughs> oh, it's always a big hill, but it's fun. It's fun. It is fun. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. Otherwise, we really are that crazy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So talk to me about some stuff. Before we get into the stuff I do know about, talk to me about some stuff I may not know. So before Sharp, we uh, you danced for a bunch of people bunch that of I people. also know. I saw yeah. that for one thing, like, you know, like pretty much. Anyone who's anyone in the Philly dance community, you danced with uh, Anne-Marie Mulgrew. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I dance with a lot of people here. Some that aren't even here anymore. The companies are like gone, which is so funny. Um, but I did a lot of projects with some great dancers. I did a wonderful project with like Meredith Rainey and yes. Leslie Carruthers. That was like an amazing project. But uh. yeah, and then once, you know, I just tried so hard to recover from my injury, but I just, I, I couldn't fix my ankle. So hey, what happened to your ankle? Now? So I had uh, Achilles tendonitis really, really mm. bad. And it was misdiagnosed for like a year. I was dancing on it, which just oh, made no. it completely worse. And so I had to have surgery for them to go in and try and clean it up. And, you know, with that, I was able to come back for like two more years. But they pretty much told me if I kept dancing and leaping, I would eventually snap it. Oof. So between that and I had an injury um are you ready for this one? This will be like a funny interlude. I was oh at boy. a wedding and someone had a tray with like 20 dinners on it with the metal coverings and lost control of it and smacked it off the side of my head and blew out the disc in my neck. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Do you believe it? <laughs> so between those two things, especially the ankle, I just, I, I just couldn't. I was like crawling off the stage. Why is it we always hurt ourselves doing things that have nothing to do with dance. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. At least, <laughs> at least the Achilles was like, cause I was, you know, right. living large and working hard, not just like sitting, eating a right. cocktail or drinking a cocktail. But yeah. So both of those. So after the surgery, I came back for like, you know, two years and it was great. It was a great two years. My husband asked me to marry him um, right after I performed for the first time mm. after like being out for a year and a half because he said I thought you'd be in a really good mood. So maybe you can say yes. <laughs> good timing. <laughs> um, <Go> ahead, Ryan. <laughs> right? I love it. Yeah. So he's like, okay. Um, but I, you know, I was out for like three years. We like moved to the burbs. I was gonna have some kids. And my dancer friends were like, you know, I choreographed for my other company. And that's just really what I always did since I was a little kid, even through college, like choreographing was my thing. So right. they just said to me, you know, like, let's go, like start your own company. And, you know, I didn't really want to call it sharp um, just because I don't know, it's like a little pretentious and like, right. oh, it's sharp. you know, um, I wanted to call it something really funny that just like we knew about, like there was a code word for like something hysterical and they were just, they totally vetoed it. They're like, yeah, no, like <laughs> your last name is sharp. So we're using that. <laughs> I mean, when you have such a dynamic name right. Right. that lends itself to, you know, imagery, it, why not? Well, it's so funny when people ask me, you know, what's my real name? I'm like, that's so funny. Right. Like, that is yeah. my real name, see? <laughs> I named myself after my dance company. <laughs> yeah, and this way, you know, when people meet me, they're, I'm not just like the old broad. They're like, oh, she's Diane Sharp. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great. So we started then, and that was like literally like we're going on 15 plus years now. So my. crazy. Goodness. Yeah. Wow. Well, I also saw, um, and I bring this up because we just, unfortunately, we just lost uh, the wonderful Louise Gillette. I saw oh. you performed with Trapezius. Yeah. Yeah. The- I learned, actually, she's the one who really, so my company now, we do some aerial work, and a lot of that started with my time with Louise. 
Mm. Uh, because, you know, I did gymnastics a little bit when I was younger and I still remember her audition. She was like, can you kick your feet like over the bar and get yourself up right away? And I was like, sure. Deep down, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. It's been years. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to find out together. (laughs) I was like, I'm either going to look like the bomb or a nightmare in about two minutes. And, uh, (laughs) and I did it and it was really good. And I had a good time and it, it kind of got me a little bit excited about doing Doing some aerial stuff. So I did some work with her for a few years and, um, and, uh, Joe Chikala danced with her and then also danced mm-hmm. for me. So like we transferred a little bit of his knowledge and, you know, so it was, it was good. I mean, I took it out, uh, right now because rehearsing, it's really tough. Yeah. Just rehearsal spaces in Philly are just disappearing. <laughs> Right. You have to find the right space. They have to have the right capabilities. Yes. And I have a bunch of new dancers that, um, you know, aren't aerial trained like my older dancers. And when I say older, I mean, they're going to beat me for calling them the older dancers. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I have quite a range now. I mean, I'm back to kind of what I started, which was 20s and 40s. Mm. And now I'm like 20s and late 30s. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the things that I appreciated about your company was that you had different ages and 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 different body types and it was it was very cool. That was one of the first things I noticed. I really like having younger and older um and not old people but older dancers because yeah. I think that older um, like we're older. <laughs> yeah. Well, not quite that old, but <laughs> Just kidding. Um, (laughs) No, not as quite as old as me. Time to go. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Interview ends. Um, No, but I think that, you know, when you're younger, you got lots of legs, a lot of flexibility that, you know, you tend to lose a little bit when you're older. But when you're older, you have so much more, which I call upstairs. You know what I mean? Face and, uh, and, you know, down to the waist, just expression and passion. And, you know, it takes you a few years to get that. I don't think you come Mm -hmm. out of college with that, you know? And so I think it's a really nice combination to Mm -hmm. make, you know, yeah, I've got legs, you know what I mean? But I also have a lot of feeling, which, you know, is my work is all that emotion. Right. And it frees you up with uh, the characterization that you can give the the pieces. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I see that. (sighs) 15 years. I know. It's it's (laughs) it's crazy. It is crazy. And I love how and see, I had mentioned uh, Anne-Marie Mulgrew. Um, it's, It's also looking like now that I think about it. Anybody who's anybody makes their way through Sharp. (laughs) (laughs) We have definitely had some people on their way through. They're now in, uh, let's see, we've got one in Vegas, one that danced for Parsons. Um, Mm -hmm. We have like quite a mix of uh, people. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I like with Sharp and I've always said is I'm ne- I've never been a pickup company. You know, no. I've always had people for years and I'm blessed with that because we're like a family. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we I, I don't think you can fake that on the stage. No, you know? no, I really don't. If people really care and love and rehearse together and breathe together and dance together and they're in this like safe space in rehearsal, I think that shows on the stage. Oh, definitely. You know, you know me, I always I care more if you're a nice person than how high your leg is, you know? Well, yeah, because you know (laughs) you're gonna be spending a lot of time. Yes. 
<laughs> and I can teach you to be a better dancer. I can't teach you to be a better human. <laughs> that part. That part. Yes. Yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, I'm so fortunate. Like, just they're just amazing people. And I've had my, you know, assistant director, Sandra Davis, has been with me now for 12 years. Oh, my goodness. I know. Yeah. And she's still incredible. We and love it's just, Sandra. oh my God. It's so nice because the younger dancers really appreciate, you know, what she does. And it's, it's really beautiful because in the beginning, like Sandra was like a one oh one bunhead, like no yeah. face. When she first came, I couldn't get any emotion out of her. And I used to be in the back, like, you know, I'm in a coma. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, and she just listened to like every word I said. She was like a sponge. And now it's just, you know, it's just amazing to watch her move. So it's just nice to see it. I think of her and I immediately picture a straight jacket and point shoes. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first thing I think I ever saw her do. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm a like, I'm a like this company if we're doing that. (laughs) Yeah, we were in our uh, professional Q&A post show once and someone asked her, like, what did you think when Diane said you were going to be in a point shoe straitjacket? She's like, well, she was a little tipsy at the time, so I thought she was kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, isn't that appropriate? But (laughs) it was was really funny when she was rehearsing certain things, like funny for me because, you know, she couldn't necessarily release her arms right away. So she did like tip over once or twice. I'm sure. And it was, you know, it was, um, it was good. It was good. It was funny. Yeah. That's one of my, my favorite pieces. In fact, that was one of the pieces that you guys did when you came to the bar, when we were doing the Fringe of the Fringe. I was like, okay, they're going to like this. They're going to like this. Yeah. I think we're, we're talking about bringing that one back for uh, the fall. Okay. Yeah, just to like you know, we liked it. We're trying to show like show a little old and a little new. Yeah, that's the jury of repertory. It's always oh there to pull God. out of your pocket. And I got a lot of pockets. Right <laughs> after fifteen right. years. <laughs> um. Yeah. Going back to the the family dynamic of the company, I was going to say like working with you guys when i put the uh what was that piece no white horses no happy ending oh my god yes that name yeah and that was such a fun experience it was just like you know working with my friends (laughs) i always like it to be that way like people you know it's funny because the dancers when they start dancing for me they say like their friends ask like you know did she yell and stuff in rehearsal and they're like there's no yelling diane's notebook just rises up a little and she just starts laughing going that's not it like like, i don't understand the yelling thing i i i don't think i've yelled at the company in 15 years like there's just no yelling like they do their job i do my job and maybe if they're not getting what i want it's because i'm not being clear you know what i mean it's not always one-sided and who's yelling it's dance it should be like fun and wonderful and i mean don't get me wrong we are hard workers and we put our business hats on when we need to but you know, it should be a like f- good experience. That's how I want to run my company. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can count on, well, three fingers, actually, the number of times I raised my voice at my dancers. And in retrospect, I'm like, eh, you could have handled that better. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, I will tell you that I used to be, you know, really wallow over if they were unhappy about like casting decisions or something. And now I, I, my answer is if I can sleep at night with my decision, then I think it was the right decision. And I always have them talk to me about it. Like if you think you should have got something you didn't, or you're not sure about it, like talk to me. Cause sometimes, you know, stuff like flies right over my head and I didn't notice that, you know, you didn't have a solo and someone else had three, like whatever. But, um, you know, it's, I think it's just, you know, it's all about talking. We just talk stuff happens. They'll call me up and be like, I'm like, yeah, what's going on? Well, it also helps that, you know, you guys hang out (laughs) outside of rehearsal. So you can like get things taken care of. We started doing this new, so we've always kind of done a residency, like for uh, down the beach, but we're now referring it to as the retreat. Mm. So we don't necessarily have to produce work. <laughs> it's more <laughs> just about bonding together. Like we rented, we're going up at the end of June and we rented a house and it's got like kayaks and, you know, and we're going to like, you know, just have meetings where we can talk about stuff and have a few glasses of wine and you know, just just see where we all are. Cause it's so, so hard when you're, you know, walking into rehearsal and we keep adding more rehearsal hours, which is great. But, and I don't even ask, they're like, can we have a couple more hours? Because my biggest thing, which is great. And my thing is always, you know, I want to pay them for every hour that they're there as much as I can. So I'm always less likely to be like, can we rehearse more? Cause I don't have that much more money, you know? Um, And they're like, we don't care. Like we want the time. They want to work on it. And we just have so much fun together. So I'm, I'm totally blessed. I know it. That's what you want. Yeah. And I love the idea of the retreat because that's, if you have the luxury of being able to have that time, that can be way more valuable than rehearsal time sometimes. It's so true. Like we, we do a lot of, we still do a lot of work with Joe Kotler who used to dance for Koresh. Yes. He's a very good friend of mine. He's set a lot of work on the company over the years and we just, he and I just click. So we've we've done a new piece together called Puzzle that's like, you know, completely him and I. And we tried to make it really fun because like one piece, like half of the song is him and half of it's me. And the other one's completely meshed together. So it's him, his movement, my movement, his movement, my movement. And I love to have someone sit next to me and be like, oh, this is so Joe. And I'll start laughing. I'll be like, that's my part. Like. But um, the thing is, is, you know, he would come in sometimes and we would set like a new piece on the retreat. But slowly we've made the retreat a little bit less about producing work and more about bonding as a company. So um, our last year's retreat, we did like a really beautiful photo shoot with the ultimately talented Kylie Cleaver. And it wasn't about promoting, like we weren't in costume. It was just, she had these beautiful dresses and it was just like kind of just so much fun and just a bonding experience for us. So we're going to do another one this year. Love it. And you guys travel a bit. Oh my God. I love to travel. Yeah. <laughs> touring is my thing. I, you know, I always, especially like, I just didn't want to just be here in Philly. I always wanted to, to take it out on the road. And, you know, we've been super fortunate to perform. I mean, COVID has definitely put a wrench in a lot of stuff. Um, on the booking end, because there used to be conferences where you could like go and, you know, right. book yourself for conferences. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those have gone away completely. 
Um, so they're just don't, they no longer exist on top of which a lot of people are playing catch up for the shows that happened during COVID. Yeah. So people aren't booking a lot of new stuff. So happily we, uh, signed with, um, Siegel artist management this year and we are, so we are taking on an agent, which, okay. oh my God. And I wanted them for a while and they called me in July and said, we'd like to talk about, you know, courting you to be on our roster. And I could have done cartwheels down the middle of broad street. Hey. It's very happy. So with that opportunity, you know, they'll be able to book us whether there's a conference or not because, you know, they'll call presenters and presenters will answer their call because they're an agent, not an artist. You know what right. I mean? Right, right, So, right. yeah. So I'm hoping that that's going to lead to even more travel because, you know, we love it. That's our main thing. Favorite spot that you've been to on tour? For We'll, we'll, we'll break it up. Okay. In the U.S., go <laughs> um san diego oh i love san diego san diego we did our cabaret show at this awesome theater in san diego and just the audience was like amazing someone wound up like getting engaged to his girlfriend that he took her there for his first date and we sent them like a whole packet it was so cute like it was a wonderful experience and it was beautiful and it was that was i think our most fun u.s tour I miss San Diego. Oh, it was stunning, <laughs> stunning. Okay. And overseas, oh, it's really hard. I mean, I had an amazing time. We did a residency in Greece, and mm. that was awesome. But we took the whole company and performed in London, um, a little north of London, and it was just great. And we had some time while we were there. Like, I booked us a little extra time, so we wound up, like, going to like a formal tea where we all got dressed up and, you know, we went to Cambridge and toured and, you know, so it was just a wonderful experience. Like that was just really, really fun. Except that I had to drive the largest car possible on the wrong side of the road. Oh yeah. How was that? (laughs) Oh, it's not good. Okay. So we left the airport. I hit the curb and every time we passed a car, I would scream. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just for like the first day and a half then i was better but it was like i'd be like ah! like i, was, I can <laughs> picture it oh it was it. yeah yeah because if you're an artistic director you're also like you know a costumer a lighting mm-hmm. designer a bus uh-huh. driver uh-huh. <laughs> you know all about that yeah i was gonna say i don't know nothing about any of that <laughs> <laughs> i always say my life is so glamorous or not <laughs> right. <laughs> I know I'll catch myself doing something particularly not pretty and I'll just start singing my life is glamorous you wish you were me. <laughs> oh my god. I need that song. I need that song. Especially when it's stuff like I'm going to pick up lights and like you know like oh god. Yeah. 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 So um yeah talk to me a little bit more about what artistic life was like during covid. You know I really didn't know what was going to happen. Um, so many companies that are so financed, you know, really well, well financed, closed. And it was really scary. Um, yeah. And, you know, when we were coming back, I had a feeling like a lot of my dancers' situations had changed mm. because they needed to teach more or they lost so much money from this and they had to do this and that. So, you know, I had to audition three for three new dancers. And in my world, that's a huge part. Like normally I'm yeah. auditioning one 
for one person every like four years. Right. So it was a big deal because people left, someone moved, someone had to had to take more hours at their job. So it impacted us that way because it broke up what little family we had, um, you know, and yeah. we had to bring in some new people, which is, you know, scary, but exciting. It was, you know, it was good. I mean, we wound up with a new dancer, um, Ren. Um, he is our first trans masculine um, dancer and fabulous. Yeah. Amazing, amazing dancer. Um, and so, and one of our dancers that left um, for two years, she called me and she said, I, I, you know, I made a mistake. I want to come back. And I said, absolutely. Right. Come on down. What are you going to say? No. <laughs> oh my God. I just, it's, and she was with me for six years, you know, but she decided to try something different in the middle of COVID. So right. like she didn't know it was going to be COVID and she just changed her mind. She was like, I was away and I missed the family and, you know, we're super happy to have her back. So we're, we're touring, um, we say six dancers, but we really have seven and we're taking on, uh, we took on an apprentice that's starting with us in June. So we'll have eight. Nice. Yeah. The yeah. family's growing. The family's growing. So we stayed in touch um, all during COVID. We did one video project um over covid that we like shot away from each other we collaborated with um these great musicians called a time for three mm. uh time for three they're just this amazing group um so like we you know we did that and we tried to keep class together um we zoom class so we could kind of just see each other um and then we were out we were out and it was so weird because we were like in rehearsal and then I was like maybe we should use like you know hand sanitizer maybe I should take your temperature and the next rehearsal we're like out for you know 6 months <laughs> like, right yeah. it was like crazy closed down but um you know it was good i mean we we worked out what we could work out and we tried to see each other and we worked on programming and we had some things that we didn't get a chance to show so we were able to bring some of those back, but like we were ready to perform. We had a spring performance that was supposed to be in April. Right. Yeah. So we closed down like a month before that. And I couldn't even believe, you know, in the beginning, oh, we're going to have the show. And then it was like, well, we're going to have a fall show. And like, we didn't have either. And right. I have two home seasons a year. So that was, it was rough. So no spring, no fall, no spring. It was back to the fall. So right. it was really hard time. Like I have dancers that have been with me for three years, but they only dance for me for one. Yeah. Yeah. That that's happening a lot. It's like you you're in the company, but you don't feel like it because you haven't done anything. Yeah, yep. it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I it's one crazy. of my dancers, I just finally took her to Florida because she hadn't toured anywhere with us and she's been with me for three years because she started as an apprentice and then we moved her into the company and then it was COVID. And so she didn't right. go anywhere. So we just went down with um, – I'm starting a new piece that's going to premiere in the fall um, and a little bit with Joe Kotler again. So mm. he was sending – we flew down to Florida. He lives there now. And uh, we set the, a duet. It will be nice. presented in my next show. And then in the fall, the full piece will be done. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, tell me about the the new show that's coming up. It's coming up soon. Yeah. This weekend and yeah. next weekend. So we decided to do two weekends because it's the spring and everybody's got like tons of plans, 
you know. Um, So we're doing uh, this weekend a Saturday, 5 and 8, and Sunday at 2. And the same thing the weekend after, 5 and 8 on Saturday and Sunday at 2. And it is our first in-studio performance. So for a long time, we rented space all throughout the city. And we kind of found a home at Equilibrium Dance Academy, which is, yeah, 1802 South Broad. And um, Angelica and I just really got along very well, and she made us the artist in residence. Um, so we have our own home space. And Fabulous. It is great. It's been going on for a few years now. Um, and we kind of we got a wonderful grant from the Philadelphia Cultural Fund. And mm. part of that was that we wanted to reach out more to our South Philly community where we're rehearsing. So we decided to do our show in studio. So it's super intimate, really. It's going to be in the physical studio, which is beautiful. It's big, high ceiling, um, and we're, you know, really limited seating. And it's going to be full-on show. I mean, they're dancing, you know, to the nines, doing a whole night of work. But it's a chance for the audience to see where we develop work. And we're doing Q&As every uh, Saturday night after 8. And it'll be a chance for, you know, if I only... I'm eliminating like 35 people in the audience. That's going to be a great opportunity for them to be able to speak to the dancers after the show and just introduce them to our space. We wanted to try something informal. I love it. Yeah, I think it should be good. So you're always reinventing. (laughs) Like every time you're doing a new thing. Like we're we're in France. We're in the 60s. We're, We're... Yeah, I think my OCD plays a big part. <laughs> I'm always like, let's go, let's go, what's next, what's next, what's next? <laughs> so what's different about uh, the work that you're going to be presenting this weekend? You know, I, I'm i so proud of the dancers. Like they, like we actually, today was our last rehearsal and instead of rehearsing, we had a photo shoot, like we had a photographer come in because they're so ready that they're just ready. And I'm really proud of them. We've really been working hard and really getting the dancers that are newer to, you know, I started teaching um, class with them, um, which I wasn't teaching. I had frozen shoulder for like a year and a half, which is, I don't know if you know what it is, but you basically can't move your arm like past your elbow. And it was really like intimidating to teach. Like it's really hard on you because you're always a dancer. You're just a dancer that now is a, you know, is also a choreographer and also runs a company. So it was, it was like, it was a little difficult for, I like stopped teaching class. Um, But now, you know, I'm really working with them to really find like, I guess my style or what I'm looking for. And With that, to see them like meld into that with the dancers that have been with me for a long time is just really beautiful. They're doing such a good job. And we really tried to pick what we thought was really relevant work for what's going on right now. Um, Like we're doing a piece by uh, Kevin Ferguson. Kevin set a piece on us. Oh, my God. It's so long. I think it's 2010. We're bringing it back. That was the same show that I was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's how long ago it's been. P.S. And we brought his piece back because, you know, we we thought it's so strong and, you know, it's about him being a black man and a gay black man and what he has to deal with in his life. And, Mm. you know, it was it's just so powerful that, you know, we really thought that, you know, with everything that's going on right now, 
that it was something that we wanted to present and and we're doing um, a new piece by Miguel Quinones. Um, you know, Miguel, you know, danced for me now for, God, I think eight years. Came from Parsons in New York. Um, and he, you know, he kept saying, I'm going to choreograph a new piece, like in his bio. Like, oh, you know, and I moved to Philly to choreograph a new piece. And after it was like six years, I was like, <laughs> dude, are we ready? You know? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not writing this in the bio one more time. and Until I have something. Yeah, I was like, let's it. go. Are you, know, <laughs> you, you know me, pushing everybody out the door, down the stairs, making them out of the nest. <laughs> and, you know, he was like, yeah. And so he presented uh, a piece and we didn't quite get to finish it. So we presented two sections in the fall. Uh, and it got great reviews. And, and so he's, we're presenting his full piece um in this show also so i think that'll be very powerful and i'm starting a new piece called stories that's the working title okay um which is a little bit about you know i don't want to get too much into like covid covid we're all about covid but right. it's just uh, right I'm but how so, can you not? <laughs> yeah so we you know we, we made it a little generalized about you know everyone's got you know, a lot of baggage in their life and you know sometimes they had to look at some of that baggage while they were alone for a long time, mm. stuck in their house. And so I kind of talked to Joe uh, Kotler and we kind of worked it out a little bit. And so he set um, this crazy good duet um, on two of my dancers about, you know, a relationship. Like they started out and they're alone in the beginning and then like working through like, what is it like to date after COVID for two years? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, just, you know, it's been two years of like, you haven't seen anyone, you haven't gone on dates, you're not kissing the guy next door, you know? Right, so right. that's what his duet. And so we're premiering that. That's and deep. then, yeah, it's, it, it's so, I, I just love Joe was in and saw them dancing uh, another work and said, boy, I'd love to set a duet on those two. And I was like, okay, make it happen. That sounds cool. Yeah, like so that. his is the first aspect, and then we're um, expanding and doing more of that with two different composers, uh, a guy named Jay, who I've done work with before. He actually did Unguarded Moment, the music for mm. that. Mm -hmm. And uh, the singer that I found through other people, her name is Dalby, and uh, we got permission from her to use her song. So we'll be using uh, both of those and making like a longer piece that will eventually be on our touring roster. I love it. Yeah. Look at you. It is a good Getting it done. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get it done. I'm tired. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. So, and that show is called Haven? Is that yeah. Correct? So, the show this weekend is called Haven. And it was so funny because... We really, like, I'm so don't care about the name of shows. Like, literally, if I could call it The Show, I would call it that because I just The Show too. The Show oh 7. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> and people get so, oh, I want it to mean, oh, please, I could care less. Just come and see it, you know? But we wanted it to be something about, like, our home. And, mm. you know, the word home has been used in other companies, so we couldn't use home. And right. we were really contemplating what we wanted to talk about. And they kind of said that they always feel so safe in the space when we're all together. It's like a safe haven. Aww. And so we decided to call it Haven. So it's like we're inviting everybody else into our haven and our home to see what we do. That's 
Lovely. Yeah, I think it's good. <laughs> 45 <laughs> names later, but... <laughs> <laughs> the show where dances will be performed. Oh, my God. I think that's what I'm going to call my fall show. It's the fall show. <laughs> <laughs> but we're still, you know, we're trying it out. Like we used to just do a home season in the fall and then we would do stuff like, you know, come together festival or other right. stuff in Philadelphia. Now we're trying to present twice a year. So we're trying to present at home and at in the fall and the spring. So, you know, we're still, we've played around with the spring. We, we tried act one, act two, where we invited different artists to open each of the acts to kind of build a little community. Um, and so now we're trying, you know, to build a little community by having it in South Philly and like in our home space and, you know, hopefully like the students that take class there and the neighborhood will, you know, maybe partake. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that's going to be Saturday, May 7th, this Saturday. Wow. <laughs> Five mm-hmm. o'clock and eight o'clock and Sunday at two o'clock. And then the following weekend, Saturday, May 14th, five o'clock and eight o'clock and then Sunday at two o'clock. So you have lots of chances to check out the Sharp Dance Company. Ha ha. <laughs> and if you come on Mother's Day, we have a little special gift for all the moms that show up. So if you're like, I don't have anything to do with mom on Mother's Day, I bring her to a show. <laughs> oh, God, you're so thoughtful. I can't Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's my board going, you're going to have a show on Mother's Day? <laughs> I'm like, I can sure. hear that. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a fun question mm-hmm. for you. Um, let's see. Should I make it three or five? Let's say <laughs> oh, God. Let's say three. Top three dance influences on you. Go. So one would have to be my old director of um when I danced in Philly called Convergence. Mm. Um her name was Jenea, and you know, she pushed a lot. And it taught me a lot about what I want to do in my movement and what I don't want to do in how I relate to certain things. So Mm. it was it was really good for me to work with her because she pushed me in a lot of different ways. So that was that was definitely one. Um, two other most influential, you know, I had a college prof that um, she was really open to the fact that I didn't love ballet. (laughs) Okay. Um, You know, unlike a lot of people, for me, my technique probably comes from ballet-based, and I feel like instead of deconstructing that, I like to add on to that. So that's what I think modern dance is. Like you take – the fact that you can turn and then add an arch to it and add a release. And that's just my thought process. So she made it okay for me, like not to love ballet. And that was important because when you were first dancing, everyone's like, you got to take ballet. You got to love ballet. And so that was super, uh, she was super helpful. I'll take it, but I don't have to love it. Oh my God. (laughs) No, I know. We won't talk about tap. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, <laughs> I'm not a great tapper, trust me. Um, so, you know, with ballet, 
you know, I think it's important, but by her giving me that okay, that was that was really helpful for me. Okay. And um lastly, I'm gonna say all the way back in when I first started dancing, I had a teacher and she would whip out some crazy combinations of wickedly hard ballet terms. And she would just show it to me because she knew that like, instead of, she would demonstrate a lot with us in our classes Mm -hmm. and it really helped build confidence that you could learn with like your eyes and not just with your ears. You know what I mean? Because if you're sitting in the front of class and they're like, she would help us in a way that, that helped me grow as like a physical dancer. And she was really supportive of the idea of like me always wanting to choreograph because that was, I mean, I was five years old dragging my cousins upstairs to do a Christmas show with the family, like my poor two cousins, you know, you were one of those kids. Oh, I so was. I just love to create dance. I love it. Love it. Love it. That's my favorite. I do everything else I do just so I can do that. I feel you. I miss making dance. Uh, it's just it's just my happy place. You know, I was talking to someone. One of my dancers, Linnea, said to me, you know, it's not so much that I love dance. I just love music. And mm. it's really interesting because a lot of people are not musically driven. Like they create movement and then they put music on after. Like Anne-Marie does that sometimes. Yeah. Like they create movement and then have music. And I have never – I think I've done that twice in my entire life. Like, for me, it's the music. Like, you know, I'll be listening to the radio and I'm, like, creating a dance, Uh like, constantly. Uh So music is super important to me for creating movement. Yeah, I'm the same way. In fact, if I ever create the movement first and then pick the music, it's probably because it was an assignment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I feel you on that. Yeah. Because, yeah, for me, it's it's what motivates me. It's like, you know, I have my friend Jay who set several pieces, you know, he's done several uh, bodies of work composed for us. And, you know, he'll give me, you know, 20 songs, but I only like, I mean, I'd like them all, but I can only like see the one. That's and the thing, you have to see something. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Like Joe and I were working on, so I already had two pieces of music that I was going to use for this new piece. And we were going to set his work and like he sent me literally 35 songs and I listened to them all and there was just one and it's perfect <laughs> and they were great, but there's always the one. Tell me if you do this too, because I've done this many times. You're, you're, <laughs> you're watching a performance and it's a really cool piece of music and the piece that it, the choreography is kind of, eh. so you sit there in your seat and you're re-choreographing the piece in your head while you're watching the show. So you don't really know what actually happened on the stage, but your piece in your head was <laughs> uh, I It's so funny because I don't think I ever really, if I'm calm and sitting listening to music, I'm always thinking of something. Someone mm-hmm. just said, but I always joke that like, you know, I have a second personality because I, I feel like I have the little person sitting on my shoulder and like I'll go to the dancers and I'll be like, yeah. So you're all gonna wear white, and they're like, why? I'm like, I don't know. That's what she told me. <laughs> like, ah. like there's certain because <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> it's just like there's certain times where like, or they'll want to change material, and I'll be like, yeah, she said no to that. Like it's gotta be like certain times I'll be like, okay, yeah, that doesn't work. Let's do it like this. But 
you know, certain things. And I also believe a little bit in like, you know, don't want to get too zenny out, but sometimes like, I feel like the universe is telling me something like Mm. I once was getting costumes and I wanted them to be multicolored and I was finding nothing but red dresses, red, 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 red. And finally I was like, okay, I get it. They're supposed to wear red. (laughs) So, you know, I try and leave myself open, but I always talk to the dancers. I'm like, yeah, she said no. (laughs) (laughs) And she's got a little attitude about it, too. Yeah, no. (laughs) Why are you picking up blue? Did I say blue? Put it down. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. Yeah. Here's to giving in to the voices in your head. <laughs> uh, you know, I think you got it. There might be something going on there. <laughs> hey, if it works, it works. Yeah. Yes. Well, my love, this has been so much oh fun. Oh, my God. It's so good to see your beautiful face. You too. Oh, so thank you so much, Diane Sharp, for joining us. This has been a delightful time as always because you know this is just how we do i love it it's so good to see you and thank you so much for having me you too thank you <laughs> this has been dance talk radio sponsored by philadelphiadance.org your one-stop spot for everything dance in philadelphia if you are a lover of dance in philadelphia or a dancer in philadelphia please visit philadelphiadance.org and click the membership button and, and become a member and and take advantage of all the wonderful things that come with being a member of the Philadelphia dance community. Once again, my name is Charles Tyson Jr. This is Dance Talk Radio. You have a wonderful day.